so, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous. Welcome to The Naughty Rude Show. We are in week three and you're with Peter and Daisy. Hello, everybody. So uh, if you guys haven't heard our voices before, we'll introduce ourselves again. So my name is Peter and I'm 21 and I identify as heterosexual but often you know you might you might see a chickadee and be like g'day how are you going and I'm single I've always been single I, I reckon I always will be single so I've got a lot to share uh and Daisy how about yourself well I am 24 years old I would identify as someone who just appreciates people really I love everybody and my relationship status is also single but pretty happy, pretty cruisy with it. Yeah, we're pretty happy with it. So on the lowdown today, we're going to be discussing some topics around, I guess, the sounds, smells and signs in the bedroom. The pros and cons of it all, what you think is quite sexy and what you think is a bit of a turn off when you're in the situation of having sex with someone. Um, I also want to get onto the topic of why our generation is having less sex. So we're not being as frequent as older generations, our parents' generation, when they our age they had a lot more sex than us would you believe it daisy it's uh not something i would really like to think about it's kind of sad <laughs> don't want to think about it uh we'll go into that a bit more later on daisy what are you going to bring to the agenda today so i wanted to talk about social media and how people present themselves how much they share how much they maybe shouldn't share and i also wanted to talk about a couple of sad posts that i've seen on facebook about controlling people in relationships which is not on. But is it? Who knows? We'll talk about that very soon. If you do want to get involved at all with the conversation, if there's something that you hear on today or tonight's podcast that you probably want to get some more information on or you have an experience that resonates with us, please do get in touch. We've got our socials so you can look up The Naughty Rude Show on Facebook and on Twitter and you can also hit us up on our Tumblr page where you can leave us some questions for next week or the weeks prior. Of course, whenever you submit questions via Tumblr, they are are anonymous so please get on that and you can hit that up on the naughty rude show.tumblr.com slash ask and even slip into our dms we're always going to be having a look at those on the tweets on the facebook so let's get this show on the road since it is just me and you tonight daisy we're going to get thick into it with our own personal experiences i hope everybody is ready yeah hold on to your seats kids so to get the ball rolling i was just Thinking about this in the car um, a couple of days ago, I don't know why, uh, my best thoughts happen in the car, but I was just thinking about like what our, I guess, gestures are and that unspoken language of the bedroom. And it comes in the form of facial signs. It could be in the form of like, I guess, subtle movements or touches, not the like intense positions of sex, but just the subtle things, the sound effects, the dirty talk, the innuendos, and of course, the smells. Oof. Right? It's just smells, sounds, signs. Signs. All of them. All the good stuff. All of it. I personally am a fan of a good grind. Like oh. when you're having a cheeky cuddle and you just 
just kind of wiggle your butt up there That's and you're a like and a half. hello i'm here i'm ready if you'll if you'll participate that's sick yeah because it's unspoken but you know where it could lead you could then have the opportunity to vocalize where you'd like it to lead have a little whisper in the ear have a little kiss or a nibble on the neck a good old fashioned grind is some good fun yeah what and about like, you? Yeah, I, I guess that totally gets the ball rolling with understanding what's up and literally what's up if you are getting it on with a guy. <laughs> um, so that's that's always granted, I think, in those situations to be able to see that you're turning someone on. Um, but something that really does bother me in the bedroom that I've been trying to get around is sex talk. And I know that sex talk's probably talked about a lot on this show and just in general if you're discussing sex. But I just want to talk about, like, the things that turn you on that you hear in the bedroom that aren't necessarily, like, that contrived, ooh, yeah, baby. Yeah, like, harder, that's so faster. Good. Yeah, I know. You're so hot. I know. Like, I don't want to hear that. Be creative. Exactly. What do you think is like the most attractive thing that someone could say to you in the bedroom while you're pleasing them or doing stuff with them? I think like a nice, subtle compliment is always good. Like I don't – sometimes I want you to be crass, yeah, but I think it depends on the person. Like if you're with this sweet, lovely person who you really like, you don't want them to be like, yeah, bend over for me, no. bitch. Like oh. give it to me. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. But you uh, know what? There are so many people out there who like the direction and who like that forcefulness. Like, I know a lot of heterosexual females who think of themselves as being, like, pretty much feminists outside of the bedroom who like to be empowered and in control of their own decisions. But in the bedroom, they'll do a 180 and they'll just be like, I want the guy to be the dominant. I want to be pushed around. Yeah, I which want to is be like, fair, but yeah. as long as you're aware... Yeah, I think that it, it can switch chat. as well. Like sometimes it is good to kind of flip the patriarchy over and yeah. take control. Mm. But I just don't like those names, like this pet names like slut bitch. No. Or... No, they they do feel degrading and I do <laughs> I am quite open-minded in the bedroom, but if someone called me like daddy's little cum oh, slut, I just ew. would be like get out. Get out. <laughs> A question to you, my friends, my listeners. <laughs> our people we want to know what the weirdest things you've been called are so if you've ever been called a cum slut princess hit us up let us know i wonder what else could be out there yeah maybe we'll get some ideas like maybe you could inspire us like what would you call someone if you wanted them to feel turned off like if you were just like angry at this person if you just had a fight (laughs) and like it's kind of yeah it's it's a bit of an anger anger sex but you want to degrade them a bit Mm. (laughs) what are you gonna say you're gonna spring up the old you'd really have to think of that before as well and like save it away in your brain for when you're about to like have an argument and then you want to bring that out or you know when your partner's always like i hate when you call me that pet name in front of my mates like it makes me feel so small i hate it you know if you say like sugar plum pie or my my little schnookum my little schnooks pumpkin pie my big Santa Claus with presents in a sack. Yeah. Wow. Mm, Okay. That just came to me. Mm. I think think that was great. Thanks. Another sound, a sound, sex sound, Mm. is something that, like, my friends and I have discussed when you're making your cute little noises and you're like, yeah, this is all good, and then something just goes awry or, like, 
someone thrusts a little too deep and just this weird, like, <laughs> like guttural noise comes out of your mouth. And you're like, oh, my God, was that a wild animal or was that me? Like, You know what? I find it's really difficult to be able to insinuate that you're not enjoying something because some of the sounds that will come out of your mouth to another person will sound like they're getting they're, they're enjoying it it's like you know okay as a woman I I know the depth of my vagine is not that deep mm-hmm. I just know I know this from years of putting tampons in I know this from years of having like the small the average the larger than average penises inside of me I know that I have a shallow vagina. Mm-hmm. I know. So when someone says, let's do doggy, I'm like, look, chances are <laughs> nine out of ten will hate it. And so when it begins, because I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. You know, everyone's different. The pace could be different, whatever. Maybe they'll be the one to That's it. give it to you good. They'll give it to me good is what I hope. But then it'll just be in a bit too deep. It'll be in a bit too quick. And, of course, the sound that comes out of my mouth sounds like I'm enjoying it, but I'm oh. not. Because it's a fucking grunt. Yeah. It's a, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like an, bit oh. of a, Yeah, like an oomph for sure. And they're just, like, loving it. Then they'd be like, oh, do you want me to slap your bum? And I'm like, actually, no, I hated that. <laughs> yeah, can I, can I slap your bum? Like, no, bad, don't. Oh, my oh. gosh. It's a bit... It's a bit hard. Also, when someone is in the summer, in the summertime. In the summertime. When you get a sweaty boy, Oy. they're on top, and you just can see that something is going to drip onto your face. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is also just not not ideal. Do you ever not think really. about the state of the sheets? Um, I am very particular about linen. Mm. So my ha- housemates will know They'll see me in the morning and I'll be collecting my sheets to go wash them right away. And they're like, what did you do last night? Because I just, yep, I think about the sheets a lot. I apparently have very grotty taste. People will be covered in permanent marker or like alcohol or like weird hair dye. And my sheets will just be, I picked white sheets. My mum was like, don't pick white sheets. And I did. Bad move. I regret it. Yeah. I regret it. It shows. Man, it doesn't matter what colour the sheets are because I've, I've been with people who've got, like, the dark, navy blue, the black, oh, I don't yeah. know, the everything, and you see things. You, you really do, and you smell them, and you know. You know when they haven't washed the sheets and they tell you that they have and you know they have And not. you're like, no, no, you haven't. We need to – maybe someone's already created it, but sex-proof sheets. Oh, I would invest in those. You know what? I'm going to do a cheeky Google. Yeah, we should do it right now. Check out where they are. And as I do this, I just want to put out a warning. I think it's just sexual courtesy to clean your flipping sheets before you have someone do some crazy things in them. Okay, once I went home with someone and they were like, sorry, I didn't clean my room. I thought that would have been presumptuous. And I was like, you're an adult. You should have a clean room anyway. You know what? What are you doing? You know what? That's just classic standards, like, sorry, oh, I'm so sorry, it's so messy, like, car, room, house, all yeah. the rest. And I'm like... I wasn't expecting you know anyone. It's like, do it for yourself. It's just for yourself. Do it for yourself. People who sleep in cum-stained sheets, they obviously don't mind. Oof. That's what it says to me. That's yeah. what it says to me that these people are not hygienic. <laughs> not hygienic at all. And, and I have what? a lot of grotty friends and I love them, but I'm just very particular about where I will... Be naked. Mm. Do some naked activities. Okay, so there's like moisture-resistant uh, sex blankets out there on the market. Oh, I'm not sure if if that's legit. 
I'm really not. I'm going to have to give it a whirl. We'll get back to you, listeners. We'll get back to yeah, you. Yeah, product review. Product re- <laughs> review. This is the unboxing. Uh, these are the <gasps> sheets. But no product placement. No, we don't condone that. I will not be uh, su- subscribing to any kind of promotional <laughs> content. It's not happening. But the last thing I want to discuss for this particular segment, Daisy, is orgasm faces. Oh, my God. All right. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them. To be honest, 70% of the time, hate them. Like, even when I was in year eight and I started dating the first guy I ever had a thing with and we didn't do anything crazy, Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't even let him finger me Uh because I was was wholesome. (laughs) One time, when we were having a little bit of a grind, I saw his face and you know what I saw? Did it scar you forever? I saw a lazy eye, Daisy. Oh, no. I done did, saw a lazy eye. No. That breaks my heart. Then ever since then, every time we hooked up and kissed, I could see like that little flutter of one eyelid (laughs) compared to the closed one of the other. And I know that I shouldn't judge. This is something that's perfectly normal for a lot of people who just have one wonky eye, but I couldn't handle it. I was like, I don't think you're You're young as well. You didn't know what to expect. You've only seen what's in the movies and you're like, wow, this is confronting. And the movies are sexy AF. Like, right. those have sex you ever, faces are gorgeous. Have you ever tried to, like, look at yourself and just being like, okay, what's my cum face? What do I think my I cum think face is? I think mine looks like I'm in pain. Yeah, like, I, I always I thought that I... scrunching and open mouth, like, eyebrows furrowed kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I always have, like, the taut jaw. And I'm like, maybe, oh. maybe this could be hot. But then I'm like, no, it's... Probably not. Yeah, I generally don't want them to see it. Like, I think it's just out of habit. You kind of think, okay, a cum face is gross. Cum face is coming now. Got to move away. And you kind of, like, reach your head Over up their shoulder. Or, or over something. their shoulder. Yeah. You dig into the pillow or something. It's going away. Do the, I, like, the hand over half the face. Oh, good you're one. Like, oh, yep. No, that's actually just pretend hot, that though. I, like... Mm, yeah. That's hot, though. Cause it's then, a good little ooh, sneak. Bite the knuckle or something. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah. Yeah, I do the whole, like, hands, if they're on top, like, hands into the back and then furrow into... Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Into the little crook. So this is pretty much common that we don't like to be exposed with our cum faces. Which is surprising because we're having sex with someone. Crazy. Like, it's literally as close as you can get to someone. Yeah, I don't But think we're still I, hiding things. I don't think I've ever really looked at someone's face and enjoyed it unless they were coming at the same time as me. Mm. And because I'm, like, just a woman of, of singledom... That just generally doesn't happen. Right. You know? Well, maybe we'll get there one day. <laughs> so thanks for having a chat to me, Days, about the sounds, smells and signs. Anytime. It was it's, a good, it's wonderful. good chat. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Tell me what's on your mind. What's this social media sharing? Talk about it. So I love Instagram. I am a fiend for it. And I've been really getting into people's lives on social media And I like to think that people get into mine too. Every now and then I get a cheeky, oh, hey, yeah, love your content. Keep it up. And I'm like, this is, this is good. You like my life. But then I'm like, I don't know, how much do I actually put on there? Like, I don't put all the good and bad. And then I know some people who just post everything or we think everything and they seem very open. And I was just wondering, like, how much of your identity does that shape? And should you be sharing everything? Because when you're sad or when you're happy, it's so easy to post something on Instagram and you get instant validation from all your followers and whatnot. Like, are you okay? Here for you. But it's like, 
are they really there for yeah. you? And out of those people that comment and like, who has your number? Who's going to get in touch? Who's like, going to meet up with you to talk about stuff? Who's even going to acknowledge you on the street when you walk past each other and you're mm. like, okay, we follow each other, we comment on each other's pictures and DM each other, but let's not have a conversation in real life. I think this also has uh, a follow-on effect onto the whole private account thing because a lot of people will feel like it's very superficially based on main accounts yeah. where anyone will comment, anyone will like your photos, people that you've never really spoken to and just know through association. Um, and then the private accounts all like best friends, closest friends kind of thing. But then I think it just creates more of a divide because if you're not on the private account or when you are, you're exposed to everything. It's just... Some things are incredibly funny and that's what I really like private accounts for. Yeah. I don't have one because I kind of feel like it just says that those people are creating a false sense of who they are with one account and then they're sharing everything on the other. So I'm actually guilty of having a private Instagram and a public Instagram. All right, so talk me through it. Why? So the private one is when I just want to have a bit of a laugh and I'll like – pop a really good pimple and I'm like oh my god look at this blood dripping down my chin or it'll be me, me like in the mirror like god damn my bum looks cute today mm. and it's just stuff that I would usually text to a friend maybe but I'd text to five friends so I'm like why not just put it on the internet mm. and it's kind of like a visual diary to keep for I don't know in the future or mm. hope maybe when the internet gets like leaked out to everyone I'll be regretting it but for yeah. now it's like I hardly go on it but it's just to be a bit silly mm. and to, like, share something. But people that follow me on there and that I follow their private Instagrams, maybe when we see each other on the street, we actually aren't that close. Mm. But it's almost like we're both letting each other follow the private, so we kind of are. You know what's interesting, though? Because I don't have that private Instagram, I'm quite open with certain topics. Like when I was having a really big issue with my skin because I'd um, caught a parasite when I was in Bali. So my skin flared up and got awful. I was sharing information on like the treatments that I was having, like Mm. the kind of after effects of those treatments when they went wrong and things like that. And also like, you know, working on new routines of fitness, asking people information, talking about what you did that week that you didn't do the week before and getting insight because it's so interactive now. Yeah. It's really good to hear from people that you don't necessarily have contact with all the time in the real world because then they feel like this is the moment where you can actually exchange information and become better acquainted. Like there are people on my Instagram that I don't see all the time, but the kind of communication that we've had over this like facade of a profile and who I depict myself to be, which I like to think is very genuine, has created something and has created connection that wouldn't have otherwise been there because we don't hang out with the same people kind of thing, don't yeah, go to the same party. You reach a lot more people. Mm, mm. I am I mean, the private Instagram has definitely fallen to the side after the first three or so months of using it. But every now and then I do go back on it. But I mean I mainly do use my Instagram now to just post anything and everything. Yeah, just do that. And I like to think I don't have filters because I will be like, oh, my mm. God, look how much food we're eating right now. Yeah. Or I'll be like, huh, I'm out with my friends. But I don't know. I also think that social media can be really good for minority groups. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with your, like, sexuality or promiscuity or anything really, like you might be having issues with your friendship group and you find this one person who... Is seems more confident than you. They just 
look like they could be your leader. Like, hey, I'm going through the same thing, but I figured it out because I'm posting it on the internet and I have no shame about it. Mm. And it is really important to find those other people. And I think that you can build a community, but I think it's really important not to do everything that that person does. Like, just because you have similar traits, mm. yes, you can connect, but it doesn't mean you have to cut off other parts of yourself. Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of people try and fit into a mold. Yeah, and I think that everyone has this idea of their own brand, and I take the piss out of it with my Instagram because mm. I've, like, pretended that it's a conjured-up brand. Yeah. So, I, like, <laughs> it's ironic. It's, like, yeah, the real P. Titty, if you want to follow it, guys. <laughs> Just a bit of a plug, the real P. Titty. There's some, there's some bullet points in there, but you'll find it. Anyway, um... So, yeah, I, like, try and pretend, like, things are on brand or, like, I'll use the same hashtag or Mm. something just for the lols. But it's really important to remember that you can do whatever the fuck you want and you can post whatever the fuck you want and it doesn't have to be to brand because no one's endorsing you, no one's paying for your shit and you don't have a publicist who's telling you what to share. You're not making so money off every post. If like, you were making okay. money off of it, totally understand. Good I for you. I would love to be able I to have make goals money off of being that. an influencer. Again, I'll just repeat the real P titty. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that's awesome. But other than that, I think if you want to have your own socials don't create like a private account and private persona just be that persona because that's your profile that's, that's and who you can be you, maybe you're going to be the person who can help someone else who's yeah. like i'm all alone then they'll stumble across you and they're like oh look at this weird and wacky person that mm-hmm. i'm not alone but i can still be myself that's but it. we can connect over certain parts of our lives and if your brand tends to change no shame like you grow everyone grows a lot of people are worried about putting too much out there because then they might be contradicted in the future or people will throw things back in their face but that is life you can't always edit your life you just need to acknowledge mm-hmm. But that's where it gets tricky because a lot of people do edit it. They do. They really do. It would be good if we could be more transparent Mm -hmm. on the internet where we're trying to not be transparent. The point of it is to be transparent and now it's just become so superficial um, and, yeah, just edited and everything. But I I think there is a bit of a revolution now with Instagram. Like these private accounts, they're becoming more common and people having those genuine sides of themselves in their more public accounts as well. I think it's starting to become a thing where you take the piss out of the influencer or, like, the person who is very clean-cut and being paid to endorse and franchise. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it, Daisy. Yeah, hopefully we're heading in the right direction. I was also wondering, on that vein of things, sliding into people's DMs on Instagram, has it happened to you? Have you ever... Well... Have you ever received or given, and how did it turn out? um, Usually... I don't receive much from people I don't know or don't know of because I have a private account, so I have to accept people. So it's not the private account where it's like, this is a spin-off of my public account. It's just I don't have a public account that anyone yeah. can follow me on. Um, so the people who would slip in my DMs would just be like replying to my Insta stories and it's never really been in a flirtatious way because I think that I've just like – culled those people yeah. who were, like, potentially going to do something like that. I just don't like those kinds of people following me. That's very fair. Yeah, I only like people following me who I know vaguely, if not closely. 
Yeah. See, know, we've yeah. got we've got very different perspectives on this, which because is a bit fun. I would also, I don't know, I think maybe people are like, oh, we know each other too well for me to just slip into her DMs. Maybe they're threatened. Maybe they want to slip in my DMs for, like, romantic purposes, but they yeah. don't. But that's, like, obviously I've put out this brand where I don't need that shit. Yeah, but right. every now and then it's good for the ego. Like, you've got Tinder and Bumble to, to help you out with that. See, I, I, use, I would use Instagram more... I would say, than Tinder or Bumble. Because I'm realising now as I say this, I'm like, you just see the person for who they are. That's good. But you also don't because occasionally, like, what, someone slides into your DMs, you're like, yeah, let's hang out. And then you're like, you're nothing like Mm. what your Instagram said you were. That's just like you need to be able to meet that person and interact with them as soon as possible, Uh, uh, which is a segue (laughs) (laughs) into uh, a bit of a topic on how long would you wait for sex with someone that you've been chatting to and when does it become too long that the expectations will just override the reality? Because you're looking for some advice, aren't you, Peter? Help. Help. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Got a question? Hit us up at thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. So I've gotten into a pickle and I do this to myself all the time. It's happened all the time and I tried to break out of it. So... In the past, I would have been that girl who was, like, really excited by Tinder and stuff when I was young, in, like, 18. And before I had the confidence to go out on dates straight away, I'd just chat to them for ages. And then by the time I went on a date with them, it was just, like, a whole 180 perspective of this person. Like, I was totally turned off of the qualities that I thought I would be turned on to. And so then after that, I just had, like, this, I don't know, this kind of just confidence kick where I would just ask the person straight away after like a day or two of chatting to go out and date and went on so many dates and met so many awesome people um and even if things didn't eventuate in a romantic sense it was still like I gained a friend I got to meet someone organically because we just hardly spent time chatting prior to meeting and then I got into a situation when while I was overseas I was talking to someone who was back at home who I hadn't met but knew of. And then when we met up and started hanging out, we'd kind of, like, given ourselves the impression that it was going to become something. But when we actually hung out, it just did not feel that natural. And it was awful because I was shook. I was like, I had high expectations. We both did. We've let each other down. I've let myself down. I've let this person down. But you can't change that. And now I'm in the same freaking predicament. Been chatting. He's going to listen to this. <laughs> Been chatting to a guy uh, through Bumble. Chatted to him a bit. Um, then we kind of ghosted each other. Then uh, when we chatted again, I wanted to initiate that. Let's catch up because it's been like, I don't know, a couple of weeks here and not of chatting. And next minute he's like, oh, lol, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to be away for like three, four months. Which is lol. not enough notice. Not enough notice. You need like, to give don't, a few days. Don't slip back into my bumble. Don't, don't do that if you're leaving. But also can't say that because we've been chatting every flipping day. Which know? is, that's a lot. Which is a lot. But... You're a little bit, a little bit worried that it's gonna happen again. I'm a little bit he, worried. It's like this is like an audio diary. I'm just worried that it's gonna happen again. He comes back and it's where I meet awkward. him, and I'm like, mm, it's just, it's different. Like I didn't expect these mannerisms, or I, I think I you've you've obviously yeah. learned from your experience though, because that was a long time ago. And I think going on your little like impromptu dates, being like, let's meet up, that's helped you kind of figure out people's traits more. So maybe you're more switched on to what people are like and maybe you've just like 
you've got a better intuition about yeah. him. And like I think in any of these situations, you can't put all your cards out on the table via messaging. Like you just can't do that. That was my slip up the previous time. Like it mm. got like really emotional and deep when it should not have. Yeah, like, I'm not a fan of messaging. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, you shouldn't be. You can't convey tone. I even maybe like why don't you try giving him a call? Would you do that? Like, talk to him on the phone and be like, okay, yeah, look, at least we've got better... There have been a couple of drunk chats. Okay, there Lol. you go. Lol. But even then... So it's not just instant messaging. I think you can still have a drunk chat or a chat on the phone and then meet a person and it's different. Body language yeah, body and weird, language, vibes. weird vibes. Maybe their smells... Yeah, like the way a person stands isn't confident or reassuring. Oh, those things. It's just you can't explain those things. It just needs to happen organically. Like it just needs to. Which is the issue with online mm, dating as well. 100%. You need to just use your online dating apps and the DMs to facilitate instant communication to then facilitate a meetup. That's what it should be Which a lot of people don't like, but I think it's so much better to be forward. Hey, how are you? Do you want to get a drink? Yeah. I, I'm straight up with people. I'm like, I'm terrible at texting or messaging. Because think about it. If Let's you meet chat. someone out at a gig, whatever, you can't hear them. You're not really talking to them. You <laughs> like the look of them. It's the body language. It's the body language. It's the glances and so like the like, cheeky hey, smiles. you're like, what's your name? You look cute. And you might chat for like a quick hot second about the act that's playing. And then you'd be like, oh, do you want to like go grab a drink after this? And that's when you'd meet each other. That's when you talk and yeah. get to know one another. Well, I think you should be positive, but also don't expect it to turn out wonderfully because then if it does go awry, mm. you're prepared. Like yeah. be prepared for it to be uncomfortable. And I think you just have to be prepared first and foremost for a friendship, right? It doesn't matter what's been said. If we're both attracted to each other, which we deaths are, that doesn't have to, like, have any action associated to it. That can happen yeah. when it needs to happen. And that, if the worst-case scenario is that you gain a friend, that's actually pretty good. That's solid. That's very good, right. I think, yeah. Right. It's just an inter- interesting sitch. And it brings me on to the topic of, like, will waiting for sex longer make it better in the long run? Because we are not having much sex as a generation these days, as our predecessors did. Our mums and dads were, like, flipping jackrabbits because by the time they were our age, they were married, they probably had a few kids, and it was just with the same partner. So they had sex on tap. So our generation doesn't have that. We're in a hookup culture. We're going from one partner to the next and scourging for those partners is difficult and time-consuming. So I think that it might even get to this point where we kind of prefer to hold off when we are looking to get something out of a person because then it might mean consistent, regular sex in the long run. So we're just looking for the best person for us, but we're never satisfied until we find them. Yeah, so we're, like, like trying everything. But I think because there's actually some statistics that have come out of, and I'm not sure if we should be plugging, but uh, the Triple J's What's Up In Your World survey just happened recently, right? Mm. And they discovered that a whopping, you wouldn't believe this, 76% of people aged between 18 and 29 aspire to be married. That actually does surprise me. And that's, like, 76% are saying, yeah, I believe in monogamy. 76% 76% are saying, I want to be loyal to someone at some stage. Although there are open marriages. How about it? But I feel True. like people answering yes on a survey... It's the generic would, would be like, one-on-one yes, marriage. Yes, otherwise they would be like, actually, I believe in marriage, yeah. but I would also want it to be open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that's a really yeah, good wow, point. Yeah, wow, because a lot of people in my circle mm. don't particularly believe in monogamy or marriage. You know what, though? Like, I think that 
people want to talk about this. I'm into the hookup culture. I'm empowered. I feel myself. I like, you know, just jumping around and exploring my sexual urges. But I think when you're given the privacy of a survey, you kind of like go back to what you've been growing up with. Sitting like in that, front of a computer screen you know, or something and you're like, uh, I mean, also when my friend's like, nah, marriage, what a sham. Every now and then we'll hear a song and we're like, oh. This is my wedding song. Right. That's my just, wedding dress. And I you're think like, it's oh. just a little innate thing for the time being, like for at least a couple more generations because we were growing up to be like that, you know, Prince Charming and the <laughs> princess live happily ever after, that I think it's still there. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> Thank you. We're trying so hard to suppress it, but it's still there. And crazy because a lot of people are just, you know, telling Tinder and Bumble off for creating this hookup culture when, in fact, one in four people meet their partners on dating apps. So it's actually, like, purposeful for consistent connection. Yeah, like, a lot of people are actually out there to, to meet people. Yeah, which but is everyone's nice. putting on this facade of, I'm just having a good time. I'm not, not just don't want nothing serious. Like, I don't want anything serious, but would like to get married in the long run, but don't want nothing serious. Which is like, yeah, a quarter of us don't. I don't want anything serious. Mm. But three quarters of us mm. want to get married. That is really interesting. Yeah, they're just not really talking about it. So I think it's just it's going to take them a while to feel comfortable with that particular person that they do just want to have sex with for the rest of their life, which Although is a heavy thought. our parents had more sex than we are now with the same one person, mm. who's measuring how good the sex was? That's right. Because we're out here testing the waters, mm. we're, getting, we're getting some average sex, we're also getting some really good sex, different tips, different tricks from all different kinds of people, and maybe we're just waiting for that same person. Who I think once you've also, collected that calibre yeah. and you've got this like catalogue of all these things, then when you find that person who's also done it, you put it together. And it's just like, whoa. And I think it could no actually be... No one can be, stop us. It could be flipping awesome. Like, if you have done the rounds, both of you then come together and you're like, you bring your experience, I bring mine. Let's fucking do this shit. Yeah. Like, tonight, we're in the basement doing some BDSM. Tomorrow, I'm pouring melted chocolate on your butt. Like, it's just... Hell yeah. Open. I love and that. experience. <laughs> That's what we're after as Gen, Gen Zs, obviously. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, yeah, you know, thanks for, uh, thanks for this session little bit of a little bit of psych sesh daisy thanks for yeah, no, unraveling my my love life for me that's what i'm here for you're listening to the naughty rude show what else do you want to have a chat about today eh? so i was scrolling through my facebook feed just because why not i was why probably not? on the loo just a bit <laughs> bored yeah. and i saw a girl post in a group and the post was I want to go out clubbing tonight with my friends. I invited my boyfriend and he declined. But now he's telling me that I can't wear this top because it's too revealing. And it was this singlet, like a little strap, crop top. She was like, I want to wear it with jeans, but he thinks guys will be looking at me and he's not happy with it. Should I just wear a turtleneck and baggy pants instead? And a lot of people's comments on there were... Yeah, look, I get it. Like, he's just being protective. He doesn't want other boys to look at you. Like, that's fine. You should respect him. But I saw a couple of others that I'm more inclined to agree with, which was like, no, your boyfriend should be hyping you up. Like, it doesn't matter what you wear. Like, trust each other enough. If you're in a stable relationship, stick to it. Like, wear what you want. If you're hot, people are going to look at you. Like, it doesn't matter what you wear. Oh, 100%. And I think the respect has to be two ways. 
So you need to respect them for, I guess, being protective of you in the sense that you'd be loyal. So that respect is there because you wouldn't act on anything, but you can't necessarily control how other people are going to perceive you and what you wear in what you wear. And, And so if you're wearing something for yourself, that's what should be most important. And they should respect that as a partner, that you feel comfortable and you feel empowered and beautiful. And if, anything were to happen where someone would take a signal and it was not granted, it was not consensual, that is not your problem. It's not. It has nothing to do with you and what you wear. It's the behaviour of a dickhead. So I think people just need to be a bit more woke. Yeah, I would almost be offended. I'd be like, Mm. why does it matter if people are going to look at me because you know that I'm in this relationship for you, not them? Yeah. And, like, I used to get jealous at, like, I don't know, boyfriends would come home from work and be like, huh, I got hit on tonight. And I'd be like, whoa, uh, excuse me, what? Now it can be like a bit of a competition though. Like you hype each other up something like, oh yeah, at work tonight, I got hit on like five times, beat me tomorrow night. Like yeah. Like some banter. Or it's like, of course you got hit on, you're a babe, like that's why I'm into you. And like, I'm proud of it. This is great. Like we're all beautiful people, let's just all appreciate each other. Just don't be sleazy about it. Yes, don't be sleazy. Don't like brag about how you then went on to have a chat with the person who was hitting on you and like exchange numbers yeah, and, and like gonna they've go out messaged you already like, that's but... a bit far you know yeah. but if someone came up to me and I was like standing next to a partner or someone I was on a date and they were like dang he's hot as like of course you're gonna be like thanks so much yeah so it's like the same thing except they're seeing it without telling you but it's still like thanks so much because that mine Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as we can like all appreciate each other, I think that's it. It just made me very sad to see that people were letting their partners control them and not even just even asking a Facebook group, not talking to the boyfriend and oh. being like, "I think this is a bit unfair because of this." Like, don't you see that I want to wear what I want to wear, and you I were think invited? It's just like people don't understand how insecure the people who are asking you to dress appropriately yeah and that needs to be a chat about that person and their confidence rather than the person who's dressing up to go out I just love a good hype up my one of my old housemates one of my closest friends every time my other housemate and I would get ready would be like oh do I is this okay should I wear this and he'd just be like you're hot as fuck you're a sexy bitch like it honestly doesn't matter what you wear mm, change your shoes but besides mm-hmm. that doesn't matter what you wear you're gonna look good no matter what that's and I was like, it. that's the kind of energy we need in the world like mm. everyone just be comfortable with their bodies mm. wear a mesh top with no bra wear mm. no top with no bra mm. just like you do you because no one else is gonna do that amen days a flipping men <laughs> So I think I think we covered all bases. Yeah, we we got there today. We had a bloody we good chat. We got through it. The two of us got the a lot of our chests. Yep, I'm, I'm cleansed. I'm ready to to go into the evening and the rest of my week. Yeah, thanks to this sesh. Thanks, Daisy. Thank you, Peter. So it's just a bit of a wrap up. And uh, thanks so much for listening in. If you are listening to our podcast, if, if you're streaming, please do remember that you can slip into our DMs at any time. You can hit us a question on our Tumblr website, which is Daisy. The Naughty Rude Show. Tumblr.com forward slash ask. Or you can look us up on Facebook. You can find the podcast on Omni iTunes, sin.org.au. And on any podcast app, really. If you just suss the Naughty Rune Show, we'll be there. Listen to us on the train. Listen to us in the shower. How creepy. But Listen also to us while relevant. you're doing it. Oh, fuck. Maybe. Why not? 
That would be good of like we could, sexception. How about we just have a segment at the end of every show where it's just like um, kind of like motivational, like pump up hype. So we'll just like for about 10 seconds and you can put this on a loop. You can do whatever you want with it. We're just going to say, oh my gosh, well done. That is so good. Yeah, you did really well. That's amazing, well guys. Look You're at that. You're incredible. You're so strong. You're fantastic. You're taking it so well and look at how wonderful, much fun they're having. Wonderful human beings. Incredible work, guys. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. We are impressed. You should have seen our cum faces just then. Wow. Oof. Don't hide it. Don't hide it. Goodness gracious, well let done. the guttural sounds out. All right, and your session's done and our session's done. Thanks for listening in. It's Peter and Daisy at the Naughty Rude Show on Sid Nation. Enjoy yourselves. Love to all. Ciao. Bye-bye. So, so, so skinless.